Did you know you're inside? Inside Ottawa. Podcasting from the Ottawa Alert Underground Studios in downtown Kansas City. And this is a podcast made for you. In this episode of the Inside Auto Alert podcast, we talk to one of Auto Alert's doctors. He's not a medical doctor, but data scientist Jeff Christensen does have his PhD in computational chemistry. Jeff blows our minds and melts our faces by explaining what exactly data science is. Plus, the Dalski, Randall Horn, Senior Director of Sales Operations, sits down and dives into what the Auto Alert Save Team does and educates us on the dunes of Oklahoma and Missouri country living. Perfect. I'm going to have to ask you to go ahead and move your desk again downstairs into storage B. No. We made it to episode six of the uh, Inside Auto Alert podcast. We haven't been canceled yet from our, uh, uh, what would you say? We haven't canceled ourselves. We basically. haven't canceled right. ourselves yet. Yeah. We're still on. And ratings are through the roof. Through it's the, the biggest ratings, the, the hugest ratings yes. of, an, of an Auto Alert podcast. We are number one. Yes, every roof is also a floor. So every that's, what's that's, that? Every roof is also a floor. So we, that's why we can say the ratings are through the roof. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah we out of all it the doesn't get much better than this. Jeff. All the all the podcasts made for um, employees of Auto Alert, we have the number one show. Just saying. Oh, that's I true. thought we were number two there for a bit. <laughs> new ra- new numbers came out I hadn't mm-hmm. seen yet. The voice you always hear, that's Drew Black. Hey. Uh, social ambassador. And then also our um, famous friend that comes down to see us in the basement, Jennifer Wolf. Well, hello. I'm not famous necessarily. Well, but... Depends how you define famous. Then what's that star on the walk of fame all about? Did you guys take your uh, harassment training yet? Not yet. You guys haven't taken your harassment training yet? No. Mm, nope. It's on the calendar for... It was on the calendar for Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> last Tuesday. Last Tuesday? I last put it on there Tuesday? to make sure it gets done. Yeah, last Tuesday. Oh. But, but it's on there for this Tuesday coming up, yes, so we're going to make sure we get it done. Do I'm going to do that today. Mm. Are you are? You're, I shouldn't have said that out loud. But <laughs> well, yes. I will tell you that in Jennifer, non, non-management employees, uh, it's a 30-minute uh, class presentation. And for management employees, it's it's about two hours. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I can't, I don't know off the top of my head, but for sure people should be checking out the email that came through their yeah. inboxes. That's the best way that you're going to ensure that you've got the right information. It's pertinent because, information uh, we all need. Yeah, so. because there were, you know, depending on where you live, our friends in Canada have a different oh. um, procedure. So, yeah, just to definitely check your inbox. If you didn't get an email regarding the um, harassment and um, uh, work. I can't remember what the name of it is. Discrimination but the, and harassment. Yeah, prevention, uh, training. If you didn't get something about that in your inbox, reach out to myself or HR because something is arriving. I have one question about it. Maybe you can't answer it at all, but I was reading it, and of course, I'm going to set it up to do it. But I, I work from home a lot, uh, you know, and if I went, but it said IP addresses will be checked. You know what that means? Oh. I think I, you know, each computer has its own. Maybe you're the data scientist. Yeah, maybe our data science guy right here. There you go. You You don't know. Jennifer, why don't you introduce our our guest today? Yeah. Well, this is, we've got um, data scientist Jeff Christensen down here. Is that that's right? Yes, right? That's okay. Right. I was like, I was like, oh my god, did I say his name wrong? That's He's got a really horrible. great voice for oh, podcasting. Yes. 
and he is a um, cyclist extraordinaire. Oh, which I didn't realize. Unicyclist, tricy- tricyclist, or I don't bicyclist. think unicycle is um, bicyclist, and I'd say extraordinaire is a bit over the top. Yeah. Isn't- have you seen? I, that's just how I am. Well, you are over the top. <laughs> Jeff, have you seen what uh, one of our outside uh, training managers is doing? Chris, uh, is it Ionta? Uh, how do you say it? I O N T A. I don't know how to pronounce that, but have you seen he's been trying to raise money for there's something going on? And if you donate, oh, it's, uh, I'm just going to read it. He did, designed a bike jersey with the Auto Alert marketing approval to recognize all the Auto Alert employees that have donated to his son and his 500 plus oh, wow. mile bike ride for cancer research. If you wish to have your name immortalized in Lyrica, donate to the link below. Have you seen anything like this? It's a cool looking. I did see that on Panda. Yeah. You did? Um, I, the, no way in the world I could pull one of those off. I mean, and just wear it normally, like down to the <laughs> yeah. store or something like that. But yeah, do you wear these type of shirts when you cycle? No, I don't. I it's I'd say I'm pretty much casual cyclist. I do I do I have done a fair amount of riding in the past. But do you do nothing. races? No, I actually. Is it just? Uh, for... I did a couple mountain bike races <gasps> when I was in college. Oh yeah, are you more street or mountain bike? I'm now more of a road cyclist. Yeah. yeah. And Can you answer the question about the IP address before we... Because we, we, we all have a little bit of that distraction yeah. in our brains, but... No, I, I don't know exactly what it is. I did do the training, and it was through the Insperity login. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And IP so then it says... And so then it had my name... Yeah, because um, yeah, you logged after in. After I logged there. in. So I right. would think that would be. I didn't know, like, the IP address you're not allowed yeah. to do. I wondered did. about that as well. Yeah, at the no, library. Or I think like they're that. probably, they know what computer is assigned to who. And each, oh, somebody was doing each computer. Else. Each computer has its own address. Uh, I, I don't can't remember it's what guess, IP right? is. This is a guess. No, no, this but is real. The, oh, this is. This is how th- I've watched so many uh, crime shows that that <laughs> oh. get solved because they I respect the, they, I highly respect like they go that. through the IP address and yeah. and so you are attached to your computer right through your IP address so they can figure out who did the killing. I think that's a well. Great this answer. is also who they can figure out who yeah. did the uh, harassment. They, they just uh, don't want anybody just kind of like, hey, I'm gonna buy. Maybe I'm gonna buy you lunch if you take this training. Well, I think yeah. it's just not the or a bullying somebody like if I go to Drew like you'll take my test. It's just probably you know? not the honor system. Like they are gonna check to make sure your computer that you took, took it right. the yeah. training. So so if I or were, it might be a requirement on um, Insperity's part yeah, because we're yeah, partners. Yeah. So it's it's basically like a serial number. Or social security right, yeah, number for your computer. When it comes down to brass tacks, basically, Just take do the it. test, do, it. Yeah, do you? it yourself, do it from your computer, yeah. log into your account. I do have to say, Jennifer, you were not involved in this, but it is slightly awkward in this room right now, finding out that Jeff was a cyclist, or is Why? a cyclist. Well, yesterday we had uh, somebody come down just to just to see what was going on, and so we threw the mics up, and Drew and I sat down with them and I have a conversation with Randall Horn. Oh, uh, yeah. And um, so we you ambushed him. Oh, we're getting close to. So Randall lives outside, lives way up north, right, up by the airport, and he has a lot of cyclists that come in groups that go oh, by sure. his place. Yeah. And I said to him, I said, do they just blow right through that stop sign? And he's like, Yeah, they do every single time. <laughs> so we started thinking about like how to put tax strip down. And I had said down in the river oh. market was the same thing. Yeah. So I bet you're not one of those guys. No, I'm not. No. Yeah, because he crazy? values his they life. They do drive me crazy. It's we as a cyclist, you're it's, expected to follow the rules of the road. Right. And that's, I've been I've been frustrated as a cyclist when cars assume that I'm not going to follow the rules of the road, oh, and then too. things get really awkward. Yeah. Well, as a as a runner, like I follow the roads. Like I go to the crosswalk. 
I'm waiting for the crosswalk. All sorts of cars will just stop and wave me on. I'm like, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. If, if a cop is nearby and I go and I'm not supposed to go, guess who's getting in trouble? It's not. Right. Plus, I'm never going to win a fight with a bike. With your amazing personality, I don't see a cop ever giving you a ticket for oh, anything. that's definitely happened. Um, but I, I definitely know what you're talking about. And, yeah. and it also gives cyclists and runners kind of a, a bad name. Like, we don't know yeah. how to share the road, but we are very yeah. nice. Well, I, and that's how I feel about people who are just trying to be too nice at four-way stops. And they're like, <laughs> no, go ahead and go. And it's like, no, you're really messing up the whole system. Don't and tell yeah. me what to do. And then if I go <laughs> when it's really you have the right of way, yeah. then you're messing up the whole yes. system and nobody knows when to go. Yeah, just do it. Yeah. I mean, wasn't, we didn't get too deep into talking about yeah, yeah. cyclists. It was just that in the river market. Yeah, yeah but I, it is, it is uh, as, a, as a driver in that area that's got to be kind of a you know a nuisance and, it, and a hazard i was reading a list of like the best uh, advice one could have in their life and one of the things uh, was if you have the right away take it and i mm-hmm. think that's yeah, that's tried and true yes speaking I, of the right away this is a horrible seg- segue okay let's um, go as a data science Those can, are, you, can you tell me what is the curse of big data what is the curse i hear this What's the curse of big data? What's the what's what is because I hear if you live by the data, you die by the data. Is that true? Yeah, I think the 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 curse of the big data is never knowing, uh, never knowing truly the the quality of your data. Yeah, and you um, obviously there's ways that you can test it and probe it and try to understand how the quality and and where the quality is bad and understand why it's bad, but you're never gonna get a full picture of that. And um, um, if you blindly trust it, then you're gonna be led to to answers that don't properly answer, right. the, answer the question you're mm. trying to answer. So, because I heard, I mean, data was, a big data was a huge buzzword in 2012, I think, is when it really started popping up. And then I, I thought on my own, and then talking to like Cody on the team and Paul Chua that's on your team, like it was collection of that data, you guys are now having to sort through it. And it's like going into maybe like a hoarder's house, right? And, and organizing magazines. Is that about the same? Is that an analogy for us that, that don't, aren't data set? Is that about the same? Yeah. 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 That's a good, that's a good <laughs> analogy. And, um, and we're trying to, to get answers out of the data or, that or use the data in a way that the the um, our users who initially input that data weren't using it for so they weren't necessarily thinking about keeping it clean for yeah mm-hmm. for whatever we're trying to do what is so you how many's on the data science team here in Kansas City if you just you can guess nobody's yeah, gonna check up on it uh, <laughs> maybe five five of you four to six Cody yeah. runs that team yes Cody sure. uh, does does anybody still call him the unicorn you ever never heard that before? Uh, I've seen the little plaque on his desk. Oh, he has one? About it. Yeah, oh, when we hired him on at nice. Motofuse, uh, Mike Delaire, CEO, said it was like uh, finding a unicorn because we didn't have a data scientist. And what we were going to do, it involved data of what, and, and it just went that. Uh, how long have you been uh, with AutoAlert? Um, just about nine months. Nine months. <gasps> Me too. Congratulations. Oh, no, that's not true. No. Sorry. Disregard. <laughs> <laughs> Take a shot every time Jennifer <laughs> says a lie. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> um, what, was were like, you, what were you doing before AutoAlert? If you don't mind me asking. No, you know, not at all. I was a data scientist at uh, Cerner. 
Okay. The big... Uh, mm-hmm. I've always yeah, wondered... Big Cerner, machine. Cerner basically just make like hospital machine. CRMs. It's a, is it inventory? Yeah, it's called EHRs yeah. or EMRs, but essentially, yeah. Yeah, essentially. You can tell like, I'm in car business for the last yeah. you know, 15 years of my life. So <laughs> it's a hospital CRM. And um, so you came over to, to AutoAlert. Um, your team that was at Cerner, was it a bigger team or was it smaller than what you're dealing here? Because that, Cerner has, I think, thousands and thousands yeah, of more massive. customers than we do. Yeah. Um, my, my team actually, my specific team wasn't all that much bigger um there but there are dozens of data scientists sprinkled throughout the okay. company yeah. what do you essentially what does the data science team do for auto alert is that a big giant open question yeah uh, that, that is a big question um but i would say in general we uh we pool the data together in 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 a location what where... data what data are you pulling usually um, dms data from different dealerships is that what it is or yeah mostly dms i we do get some from underlying crm yeah um and uh we pull data in from uh that's generated by alert minor core yeah um so in various places throughout the company are you and doing so it then for... we're, we're pulling it all in one place and so then we can um aggregate it together and and answer specific questions do you do this for every dealership that comes on to auto alert using the program process as i honestly because i don't want to sound completely stupid here and i notice you two are being really quiet because we have no idea what you guys do well to me data science seems like basically you're a magician like it seems very magical and mysterious but there's a logic behind it that if you just know the key if you just know the trick it'll you know you have all your elements and you've got your your um cauldron but i'm still trying to figure Mm. out how they cut the lady into like you know but well, you're, I don't think the... there's any cutting of ladies down there oh, at no. all. Yeah, but, but that's what data science seems to me. You're basically just a magician, maybe a wizard if you, you've leveled up. I think. Uh, I, mean, I think the the term scientist because kind of, it's yeah. it's free form, right? I mean, it's not like not free form, but like you have certain things that are available to you, and you kind of formulate well in order to answer a question. You kind of formulate well, maybe this will do that, yeah. and do your own testing. Yeah, and I, I think it's important to, I mean, it's very common to 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 think of that as a magician. That's a very common thought. Yeah. I don't particularly like it that much because it's, um, right, it gives the impression that it's magic, that it's not. For, that, for us that, that it's that not don't logic that's actually yeah. oh, right. that's, that's, it's gotcha. not logically connected gotcha. that's the creative yeah. brain working on our side of the yeah. room no, yeah. here yeah we have to an, uh, right. put it in an analogy that we can understand and i suppose and i suppose from an outside perspective that that's not a bad way to think about it the problem is that there are some on the inside of it there are some data scientists who also treat it as oh as magic, magic. Oh, really? and, oh, and so what happens be, then oh yeah right. and so then you have because there are with with the advances in in technology and and software that have been developed for doing data science um it's very easy to treat it as a black box of oh here's a very complex mathematical Mm -hmm. box that say as a data scientist the data scientist doesn't even know exactly what it does Mm -hmm. Uh right and so then oh here let me just feed in my data and uh, see what comes out the other end. In oh, terms so of then it's really haphazard. And, yeah. yeah. And then 
um, and you've got end users trying to use it saying this doesn't make sense. Well, of course. Um, <laughs> or it gives you some answer, but not necessarily the one you're looking for. And um, back to your point of like, you don't know about the integrity of the output. Like, you're, Right, you're so there's a phrase sure. There's a phrase in the industry, garbage in, garbage out. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's, um, one of my professors referred to it as the GIGO problem, G-I-G-O. It's, your model can be the model can mathematically be doing the right thing, but if you're feeding it bad data, you're going to get bad answers. Yeah. Okay. So are you doing this for individual dealerships, or do you guys, is it an overall umbrella of what's going to happen to each dealership? Because even, even though we've been talking for 15 minutes now, and about, I'd say five minutes about data science, I'm still clueless on what the team does, but I know it's fantastic. And I think it's just my brain is not, and I, and I see you, and I think you're trying, you're doing a really good job of keeping it the layman kind of to talk to us, I feel like you could go, I think you could just melt our brains and blow our faces off <laughs> with, with what, and, and you, I, well, forgive me for the rest of the team, I think dumbing it down for us is, is thank you for, for doing that and those listening, because this is a fantastic, um, fascinating job. Um, but do you do it for each individual dealer or are you guys setting the, the tone for all the data that's coming in from all the different DMSs and CRMs? Well, I'd say at the moment, it's it's very much at the aggregate level across all of our dealers. So we can learn a lot mm-hmm. um, from looking at, at all of the data, uh, you know, as we, but breaking it down by dealer is something that we that we can do, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's essentially just a tag in the system of this data came from this dealer, right? Yeah. So we can, for the most part, when we're starting out, we treat it at an aggregate level of here's all the data that we have. Um, but then if we need to split it up by dealer, we certainly can. I'm sorry, Jennifer. No, that's okay. I was wondering, um, you know, one of the things that I had done in a, you know, in in a previous life was um, run a, I helped the marketing team run a survey for benchmarking in terms of the industry. Is that something that, like, if we said, hey, we want to know the benchmark for X, Y, and Z performance metrics i mean is that would that be something that you guys would be able to do if we said as an as an industry leader or a thought leader we have access to data that can identify trends and best practices that have x output is that something that you guys yeah to some level i think um i mean you know there are there are some blurred lines across the company in terms of what what does the data science team do, what does say a reporting team do, mm-hmm. or, um, or or other analysts in the company. Analytics but, and, and data, same or like what Jennifer was saying, like pulling those analytics. And so putting- it can be. There can be a lot of overlap. I I mean I think, you know what what you really want your data science team doing, as as much as it's needed, is to be building say um, predictive models, mm-hmm. so models of uh, we want to answer a particular question. We have all this data. What uh, what can we predict is going to happen? For example, we have um, like a customer buying predictor model that mm-hmm. essentially produces the the entity scores um, that that uh, you see when you open up, um, say, a deal sheet. The score on a deal sheet, right? And so that score is generally supposed to be predictive of a customer, the customer's likelihood of buying, buying, a, car. buying a car, yeah. right? And so the machinery that goes into generating those predictions that i say that's the core of what what you would want your data science team doing um but but yes to get to that goal there are other things 
sure. that we have to do in the process. You're setting That's up awesome. these formulas, and like your team is setting up these formulas to to create that customer number, right? That uh, that possible buying in number. Right. Yeah, that's one of our models. Yeah, so just right. it's, it's a formula, and then you take the data and you shove it into that formula, and then it, it works it out, like that's an right. if this then that kind of a thing. Well, so it's if the customer went to five different websites online, then it puts them in this category that that formula keeps going. That would be the simplest type of model. Yeah. Okay. It's just basically if <laughs> that's then, what I'm build. if, yeah, if yeah, then yeah. if then type logic, but you can yeah. put you can put a mathematical model around it. Say, um, if they've been to the website five times. Um, then you know they get a score of five times the the num the coefficient that we give them for for a website visit right times point two and then plus and plus then we can we can add on other they're called VDPs features, right? or so, SRPs and yeah and or um, it's been two and a half years since they bought a vehicle so that that contributes to the score mm. in another way type. man yeah. I love it yeah how did it's, you get there I mean so what is your is this what you went to school for? I mean, d data science seems to be kind of newish. It was it's new, yeah. It certainly wasn't. Unless it had a different name college, back in the so. day, yeah. Yeah, there's there's. Uh, so how, I guess my question is, of us, how'd you get here? Yeah, very few of us. Very few data scientists. <laughs> Where'd you come from? <laughs> very few data scientists um, in the market today actually have a data science schooling background. That's right, because there are more and more programs out there now. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really a, a wide variety. It's a wide background of, of people. There are, um, like at, at Cerner, it was like no no two data science I met came from the same background. Right. Same here, there's a variety of backgrounds. Um, you have a degree? The, yeah. <laughs> of course you do. The, the well, I'm just gonna like ask what seven. your degree is in. Yeah. I, have, yeah. um, I have a PhD in of course computational chemistry. Yeah. Me too, oh, that's weird. weird. Hey, brothers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where from? <laughs> uh, uh, Washburn University in Topeka, Kansas. Okay. It was an offsite program, gotcha. online <laughs> program. No, I don't have a PhD. In <laughs> computational chemistry? Yeah, so, that, um, so. Did I say that right? Yeah, I, I, I studied math and chemistry in undergrad. Um, in grad school, I, that computational chemistry was a chance to put those two together. Uh, mm. And so don't think wet chemistry. I, I was not in the lab mm -hmm. except to teach. Yeah. <laughs> um, all my work was done on the computer doing mathematical modeling um, of uh, chemical systems. And so then, uh, so then after that, I, I, did a, I also did a postdoc in the same area. And uh, then, then I came to Kansas City to Cerner to do data science. Where are you originally from? Uh, St. Louis. St. Louis. Yeah. Um, and did you go to college in St. Louis, or, or where did uh, you, you go to school? At? For, for under, undergrad. Undergrad. Was yeah. Truman State. Truman State. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Is um, that, that's Kirksville. Yeah. It right. is okay mm -hmm. because it, that's not what it was called. Yeah, nor, it was Northeast Missouri. State. Okay, yeah. that's right. I was like, I think that's right. Okay. So did you just say you have a PhD and then you've done postdoctorate work? Yeah, I did my PhD at uh, University of Wisconsin, um, and I did a postdoc, a one-year postdoc at University of Delaware. Wow, um, it is. Uh, it is now. I'm going to go ahead and make this statement, uh, Jeff. You are the smartest person that have ever come into this room. Yeah, just saying. Yeah, the smart in in your area. I mean, and I'm just humble. saying, the <laughs> smartest person uh, probably maybe I've ever met. Yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah. yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't realize that there was anything other than wet chemistry. Yeah, like, that's I mean, weird. like you just even you just saying that, like I I had no clue. What's well, the whole world? Yeah. Scientists, right? We yeah. grew up, uh, you know, us Gen Xers and and millennials, mm -hmm. even you know, thinking of scientists, a mm -hmm. white coat, 
mm-hmm. in a you know in a room. I mean, you get it too, right? You tell people yeah. that you're like, hey, what do you do for a living? You're like, I'm a scientist. Okay, so <laughs> okay, so there's the wet chemistry, which is like tangible, right? Like you said, you, people in a lab. So what do you, is it intangible chemistry? Like you're working with numbers and computers and it looks very much it looks very much like my office upstairs here right okay how in a very very simple way because i think that's the only way i'll understand it how how is that chemistry like what like how what's the tie like i don't because is it because you just blew my mind because i i I only knew that there was chemistry in a lab like right you know like but you're talking about and all that stuff tinkering with not tinkering but tinkering with formulas in inserting is, variables and and seeing how that is that changes yeah, yeah so for example um one of my projects was uh working with uh, disensitized solar cells um of course so so the uh, and you know i had we had experimental collaborators who were you know doing the wet chemistry they were putting the dyes on on mm-hmm. on the the solar cells and uh, measuring the um, the efficiency of them and uh, but then there were only so many questions that they can answer experimentally right from say an empirical point of view right of, of observing observing the experiment and so if we can we know the underlying chemistry and physics that uh that governs how these molecules behave. So then we can model how that's happening, say on a computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to make simplifying simplifying assumptions. Obviously, we can't model absolutely everything. Right. But but if you make if you have a key model that you can look at, okay, here's where here's where the molecules sit, the positions of the molecules mm-hmm. on a particular surface, um, and then what happens. So when it gets when light hits it, it gets um, the molecule gets to a different en- energy level, energy mm-hmm. state, um, and then which causes it to be able to inject an electron into or electricity essentially mm-hmm. into uh, the semiconductor, um, and so we can model that process from the physics that that's underneath that, right, and provide an additional insight as to what might be happening in the experiments. Awesome. So it's kind of a building block, uh, like the way chemistry happens first, and then you can take that data and then just run with it, with computer models and stuff. Like well, again, so, you just kind of blew my mind. So like, I don't Well, so we're trying to model the same system, but we actually, we're not starting from the experimental numbers. We're actually starting from um, the underlying physics. It's, okay. uh, it's actually called uh, ab initio okay so from first principles so if if you know this is these are the physics that we know happen okay build up the system from those physics mm-hmm. and then that should reflect the answers we get from that model should be similar to the answers that you get from the experiment wow this is 100% why I love this podcast and why actually like auto alert is so interesting is because you never know who's sitting next to you, what their background is. I mean, like literally, right. I would have never known, you know, that you've got 
postdoctorate work and you've, you know your background like it's so fascinating and interesting and there's such a thing called is, computational is, chemistry yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's your, what's your yeah. official title like what what is your official title inside the system it's just data scientist data scientist yeah, it is data sure. scientist mm-hmm. and there's five yeah. on the thing yep. that's uh it's nuts um it's uh, so yeah very different going back to jennifer's question very different path you know like i said it's it's a it's a wide variety of data wow. scientists do you all have your own specialties or or do you all kind of um play off each other. I don't even know what the specialties would be in data science work. Yeah, so, um, so I mean, Jordan has experience as an actuary. Paul, who you mentioned, has yeah. ex- experience in economics. Um, oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Um, Richard joined our team recently. He's, he's He has a PhD in stats. Um, I remember him get, coming to New Hire, and I was like, do I call you doctor? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm but sure. technically you could, right? Dr. Jeff? You would do, you're good. Do your students call you doctor? What students? Well, I mean, I thought you said you, you taught, um, right? Yeah, so I taught while while I was getting my degree, so I, I was oh, still Mr. Okay. at that point. Yeah. You were like Jeff coming with doctor. the zingers. Did you catch that? You catch Jeff with the zingers? <laughs> <laughs> um we uh, this is this is fascinating, and uh, so what do you, what do you what does the team does Cody ever take the team out right You know what I mean like a little uh, team building anything like that? Do you guys get together outside work? Uh, I mean we we go out to lunch as a team. Yeah, oh, that's it seems cool. like you guys Fairly would be a really mellow yeah. kind of mellow team. Is that about everybody on the team kept pretty mellow except uh, for Chua at the uh, no, holiday I, party? I wouldn't I wouldn't say everyone's <laughs> mellow. I I mean I'm I'm pretty mellow. You are. And as a team, we're a mellow team, but Cody's I wouldn't say mellow. that everyone is. Yeah, Cody has a, it. It is nice and quiet on the first floor. I, it is. I like it. Almost too quiet, I would imagine. But do, are, no, do you do you guys have headphones in and you're listening to music? Uh, some of us do. Do you? No. Okay. No, I li- I like the quiet. You do. Yeah. Okay. Me, me too. Good so, to know. So you're telling me do not come through banging pots and pans just no, to liven just, the place <laughs> up. Like, Drew does that on not every floor. Time to disco. <laughs> Probably not going to do that ever. If you if you so there's weren't, no pots and pans here, silly goose. If you weren't a data scientist here at Autolore, right? Um, this is just a hypothetical question. But what do we have this job shadowing program that we do? Um, what what would you? What other job would you like to? Sh- do you know about the job shadowing program? No, I don't. So we do have a job shadowing. Do you know more mm-hmm. about it, Jennifer? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll play we, a commercial right after your uh, interview here <laughs> about the job shadowing for everybody else listening. Basically, it's just an opportunity to. Um, to sit down for an hour, hour and a half, and find out what other um, what other departments and team members do. Uh, my recommendation is, you know, when I talk about it um, as a benefit, is you know, one, you're really interested in moving into a role similar to what you're asking to job shadow, or if there are adjacencies amongst the organization where you know you work close. Let's just say you work closely with um, the BI team, and you want to kind of know you know some nuts and bolts about how they do their stuff just to to augment your understanding of what yeah. you're doing in, within the organization and within the the, the ecosystem but yeah is so there any there. i know you love your job but if there's is there anything else here that you'd just love to see for like an hour or two hours like maybe on the creative side like in marketing or uh pms or anything like that anything stand out to you are you good <laughs> No, the, it actually, I think that's a good point. I think I think it would be helpful to, um, I guess, especially to learn. I, I guess I'm thinking specifically specifically how it relates to my job. But, oh, I, yes, but, of course, that's absolutely, that's the, yeah. yeah. But yeah. to understand better how um, how end users are using the 
the predictions that we put out, whether that's the score or yeah. or the marketing, how the marketing happens. And you know, I, I've been in a handful a handful of meetings that, that have been helpful. You know, the bare bones that would come from the but, PM team, correct? I believe it would come from the PM team working with the dealers the, every month to get that kind of uh, data. Possibly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and who who would you know? People who know, also people who know very well how dealers think and how they're going to react to what. Hmm. That is an excellent, that is, yeah. would be a piece of insight that I think um, everybody should should try to. So, yeah, Ray, just go ahead and sign up for some job shadow. I'll get you hooked up. Right. So, Jeff, there's something fun that we do when we interview uh, other team members here on the podcast. Uh, it's kind of a rapid fire question. It's just in getting to know you. I will tell you, since this is a company uh, podcast, if there's any questions you don't want to answer, just give me the old uh Cross no, the, yeah. like eh, no, the not gonna no answer. Thank you. but I will tell you that these are very safe. They're they're very uh, <laughs> common kind of questions. I Google basically uh, questions to ask to get to know your coworkers, right? Oh, so great. that's how safe it is, right? But but I <laughs> yeah, do. I mean, we're gonna okay. do icebreakers and a fault trust or <laughs> yeah. a, a trust fall. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so we just to get to know you a little bit more, and, and the people listening to get to know Jeff uh, Christensen, right? That's right. Um, what was your first job, Jeff? Mm. Very, very, very first job would actually be umpiring. Oh, really? Whoa! Yeah. What? St. Like Louis, thirteen, fourteen years old. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? I just watched a video on Reddit of uh, uh, families fighting each other because oh, of man. a bad call yeah. of a thirteen-year-old umpire at a baseball game. You got, did oh, you have to deal with that? That's yeah. horrible. Uh, just yeah. It, parents. No. Did it make you just not like parents in sports when you were? No. It, I mean it. Uh, I learned a lot from going through that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that a lot. Not a lot. I mean, but it, when it does happen, it you know kind of rattles you a little bit. Like yeah. for sure. Um, and so unnecessary. So mean. did you ump <laughs> younger kids? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. 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 Would you rather be when you were umpiring? Would you rather uh, them yell uh, ump or blue? Which one did you prefer? No, no preference. I no preference. It's uh, hey blue. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Right. Yeah, probably just no, no yelling yeah. about that. I mean, <laughs> I did. No, just when you're trying to get their attention. Like, hey, Blue, it just caught a foul ball. Right. Use the ball back. Yeah. I, pl- I played a lot of baseball, and I always, I think I always said Blue. Yeah, Blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know some umpires in Kansas City, are, a lot of them are missing plate brushes. You know, the mm-hmm. brushes to, have you, I don't know if you have kids, but when yeah. I was with Cooper, mm-hmm. like, it seemed shoes. like every single, yeah, like the, their hand or something like that. What are those got to be, like six bucks? Right. Uh, I, yeah. I'd like to also use this opportunity to sidebar. Um, Jeff played on our softball okay. team. Oh, I I think you were probably were you hoping I would not mention this? I, I so, didn't even think about yeah, it. Yeah, so let me set this up. So we're playing softball. It is had rained most of the morning or just sprinkled. There is a I don't know how to I don't know the words that you should use when when talking about softball, but somebody hit a ball real far up in the air in the middle ish deep, deep fly ball to center field okay thanks so that 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 is I'll, we'll go with that but jeff was way over on the left side and i don't know what happens but he just starts taking off boom he flies in the air and like goes uh, horizontal to the yeah. ground is what it looks like he's a he's a tall he's a tall dude yeah. i don't know for those of you who can't see him he's he's a tall so he's horizontal to the ground like superman arm is outstretched he he hits the ground and he's travels for a, what looks like 20 more feet just sliding <laughs> just effortlessly pops up has that ball in his hand and we are everybody is Whoa. freaking out it's a true story jeff 
It is a true. That's a embellished, em- but yeah, it's a true story. <laughs> okay, I don't know if you know me, but embellishment is my jam. Is it? Is it <laughs> a it's normal so thing true. when you play softball, or was that like a once in a lifetime thing you did? No, that. I, yeah, I, I've brag, bro. The, the um, what I've what I've always wanted to do that I've never had the opportunity is to rob a home run. Oh, over the fence. Uh, yeah, <sighs> never, never been able to like in. Uh, I played all through high school. No, practice game. Reckley, the odds of that happening is that's a that's no, a very yeah. you're a data guy. What is the yeah, odds? What are I'd love to do that. It's gonna yeah. be very very low. Yeah. Uh, your next question. Are you ready? Have you ever met anybody famous? And if you have, if you've met multiple, which one stood out the most to you? Living in St. Louis, you never ran into like uh, Cedric the Entertainer. No. I guess go. I mean. <laughs> Continuing with the baseball theme, oh, I yeah. did. Yeah. Um, I guess my uh, uh, my pitching coach in high school was Todd Worrell, who was a closer for the Cardinals in the eighties. Um, nice. so, that must have been nice to have that guy yeah. coaching you. And actually, actually, he's the one who was on the mound in the eighty-two World Series <gasps> on the Don Dakinger call. So he was covering oh. first base. I don't, I don't know anything about the, the yeah. Cardinals World Series except well, for when the Sox. Well, played. that's when they played the Royals in eighty mm-hmm. eighty-five. 82? 85. 85 that's 85, right. Yeah. 82 was when the... The Cardinals it, have been to the World Series so many more times. times than the Royals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. There is an right. argument from Cardinal <laughs> fans that the Royals, uh, they, they stole the World Series. Well, you, that's you know how we that? do it. That, and that, that's the... You mean in 85? 85. Yeah, and that's what I'm That's what I'm referring to. Oh, that's what that he was on the mound Todd when Rowe that happened? was the guy on the mound when that happened. He was covering first base. The umpire, oh. the umpire called the guy safe. Yeah. Um, What'd so, your coach say? Coach said, yeah, he was out, didn't he? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's pretty well established that he was <laughs> out. <laughs> but but I will say that did not really affect... Um, you can't say that that affected the outcome of the World Series. It was the Cardinals. It was the, Cardinal it was fans the, can. I'm a Cardinals fan. <laughs> I know, but the, I'm talking like the, the other ones. Oh, the I know. Deep, deep know. ones need but excuses. It was the first out of the ninth inning of game six. Yeah. And, I mean, a lot happened after that. So. Hmm. But anyway... So that was an influence, obviously. I saw the what came out of that coaching, obviously. <laughs> Good job, yeah. yeah. Did we get a caption on film or photography or anything like that? Did you get it mounted up in the... No, in the there's room? no way. It was... It was too we quick. We were in the middle of playing, and like all of a sudden it just happened. <laughs> like and... a legend. Uh, your next one. Um, so all of us in this room, we need a good movie for this weekend. What do you recommend? Any, any time, any genre, anything. Are you a movie guy? No, not at all. Not I, at all. You don't I watch can't movies. even tell you the last time I watched a movie. What, what, what's going Probably on? Probably several what? years ago. Because I thought everybody loved movies. Oh, I know. Or liked yeah. movies. But you don't. What, 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 I mean, what do you like then? Shows? Sitcoms? Rom-coms? No, I honestly, <laughs> I... You're not a TV guy? Not anymore. Not anymore. No. When well, did that happen? After I, Heroes Season 2. When he got his PhD, he's like, "Doctors don't watch TV." Yeah. No, actually, actually, it happened when we had. Uh, oh, children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a. So you're married. I have a two. Does. I have a two-year-old. You have and, a two-year-old, and I. Trust I just me. haven't had the desire to watch. Any you're a married TV. guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're a married guy. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations on that, and then mm-hmm. also having the the child. Um, it's finite. It's a TV blast. will be there for you later. Yeah, so that's yeah. what I figured. <laughs> at two years old, you're not watching a bunch of kids' shows that are up on the screen no, or anything like no, that. No, we we haven't. Uh, Thankfully, well, no, we we we've actually we've we've pretty much done 
Uh, so far, we've done no screens. Nice. So since you, I may oh, have to wow. dive in deep with you and get that sort of. That's awesome. Because like, man, my kids are. They are yeah. older though. Two. I mean, when they're two. Yeah. It's the, We're uh, not going to do no screens forever. Right. Yeah. yeah that's actually. <laughs> I think impossible. that's great. That's, that's actually actually um, is it might actually set them set them up for a little bit of failure if if oh, I, sure. I know I know people sure. that are like hardcore no screens, but it's going to be part of. Their makeup. Yeah, that's going to be part of, of part their. Of life. Yeah, they're going to need to know how to ma- yeah. manage that. I think yeah. the, the the complaint that you might have because I've seen it with you and I've been around your daughters, uh, they Drew. Don't pay attention. Well, there's a bubble that goes around uh, yeah. your kids when they're on their phone yeah. or tablets. Yeah. Like you could just you could be right next to them and going, Alice. Yeah, Alice. And, and there's well, no I mean, I think that's the same nothing. with adults. Yeah. I just think it's just right. teaching. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think it's just understanding what can happen when you go. You spend too much time. So I had a roommate that figured out I basically will just say yes, no to anything right. if I'm on my phone texting right. or something. Yeah, I can attest to that. Yeah, and so basically it was like, hey, Drew, will you do the dishes, take out the trash, clean the whole house, and maybe put gas in my car? And I'll be mm-hmm. like, yes. Yeah. Hey, Drew, we have a <laughs> meeting at 2 o'clock. You remember that? Yeah. Nope. 2 o'clock and I Yeah. Um, have you been any recently uh, vacations or anything that that stood out? If you do, you do a little bit of travel oh, at I all? Hope Are you he into does that? Vacations. Yeah, we. Um, my favorite one in recent memory is probably three three years ago. My wife and I went out to uh, Colorado, and that was the first time we'd been out there. And it is. What part did you go to? The Denver area, or? Um, yeah, just south of there in. Uh, was it Pueblo down there? Right by Pikes Peak. What's that? Colorado Springs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, just just beautiful. Just Gorgeous. relaxed. Yeah, we had what a you, blast. What do you do to relax? Or are you always relaxed? You just seem you seem so calm and yeah. You seem very zen. Um, very very zan- zen. Xanax. No zen. Oh. My <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean I enjoy I enjoy uh, trips like that. I enjoy um, your reader biking. Mm-hmm. Are you are you on specifically road or do you get on trail? I mean, like trails as in like paved trails, like in Indian Creek or Tomahawk. Uh, Creek most or? mostly just road. Yeah, you're risky. I can't. Got, that scares me. You got headphones in when you're riding? No, no. It's just it's you're listening safe. to everything around. I'm just saying. Hey, some do. That's true. But on the road, I would. And they do make those. That. They do make those headphones now that that do the ambient noise on the outside, and you can also pipe in uh, music and other things too, mm-hmm. which is really nice. Yeah. I also live down. In uh, uh, Lee Summit, but Cass County, and so kind of kind of far oh. out there, and so it, there's a lot of nice country roads that aren't too okay. busy. Um, yeah, I was so actually nice. imagining like OP or something, no. and yeah. I was like, well, that's no, that's cool. That would be risky, I think. But yeah, that's awesome. Uh, let me see if I got anything else. Uh, you're, let me ask you this because because of our personalities, I think you know surface wise we probably have a lot of things in common. But you're a data guy, you're a logistics and data guy, correct? I mean that's what that's how you make decisions. Is that how you you do like you got to get all the data before you can make a decision, or are you ever fly off the top of your head and say, nope, we're going to go to Disney World, right? Um, which is how I am. Oh, totally, man. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm just trying to compare the differences between you and I because I'm I'm really on that that is it right brain left brain left brain which one? Uh, right brain is art. Yeah. Left brain is yeah. We right. don't know. Do you I know believe. Jeff? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Are you one or the other? You hardcore left brain guy and your wife. Uh, is she like you or, or, or what's she like? Um, 
yeah, I'd say we're both we're both pretty big planners. Yeah. Yeah. We fly off the seat of our pants. <laughs> yeah. It drives uh, Jennifer I, crazy yeah, sometimes. I don't. You're yeah. a planner, right? Yeah, like, for example, I came in this morning. I didn't know I was going to be on a podcast. Oh, and it did. Yeah, I got yeah. okie-doked. Joey didn't tell me that you didn't know. <laughs> well, he wasn't oh. up there when I talked to him. His, his co-workers, his team members, are the ones that threw him under the bus. I, got, I, I was voluntold. Yeah, oh. they just decided well, it was Well, I'm you. actually glad you came yeah, in. Yeah, this is so <laughs> yeah. interesting, for real. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah I'm that's glad. Unf- that, yeah. So yeah. That's, uh, that's it. Um, I appreciate you coming on. Jeff, we'll get you yeah, back. No problem. Did it throw Appreciate your day it. off a little bit? Does it kind of did it irritate you a little bit that that this is like? Wait a minute, it, it wasn't planned, right? Yeah. You got to plan stuff out. Well, yeah. I mean, I think there's you know there's there's success in planning. You want to make sure that you know you kind of know what's coming at you, and you know, yeah, that I I prefer that. I don't need everything to be planned out, but I do need to be in the correct mental space to do certain things. Um, and I totally. I totally get that. Totally amazing how everybody is different. Like everybody just has different traits. And even with Drew and I being kind of the same, we're also very different. I think when it comes to planning and and logistics, it goes Jeff, Jennifer, me, then you, (laughs) you on the other side of it. But if it makes you feel any better, it's just a little bit before noon. We'll go ahead and put this on your calendar for uh, 10 a.m. in the past. So that way at least it's on your your calendar. (laughs) Thank you. Like, you know, it's, it's in the past, but yeah. Oh, but no, I fly off the seat of my pants. I bought a scooter yesterday just you like did? yeah on the wind did i inspire you with my motorcycle training you did class? you did and i might need to talk to you about how to get my the m on my oh license. i know i a, just got have you made impulse purchases like that like what you just talked about or has it got to be it looks like it's just like it's like oh, i can't even that's think about that a, that's a hard no that's crazy hey jeff thanks for coming in man uh we got more yeah, coming thanks up for having me and like i promised we're going to play the uh, commercial for job shadowing uh it's coming up next, so thanks a lot, Jeff. All right, thank you. Want to see if a particular job might be a good fit for you? Want to gain a better understanding of how another position functions? Apply for job shadowing today. Encouraged for any position, and not just current openings. Gain insight and broaden your understanding of how another position may fit you by job shadowing. Availability may vary by location. More information is available at insideraroalu.com. Hi, I'm Jennifer Wolf, Corporate Communications Manager out of the Kansas City office. And I'm here just to remind you about our Above and Beyond Recognition Program. It's a peer-to-peer recognition program that highlights those that have gone above and beyond here at AutoAlert. If you're in the Kansas City office or remote and you would like more information, contact me, Jennifer Wolf. If you're in Boston, contact Ashley Carwile. And in Irvine, contact Claire Miller. To nominate somebody for Above and Beyond, go to InsideAutoAlert.com. Sorry to interrupt your lunch. What were you doing, Drew? I was just going to... Uh, get a soda down get here? Get a soda. We have a, we're down in the basement here, and we have our own, uh, not our break room, but it's a giant break room. And yeah. It, it's very different than the... Uh, by the way, Randall Horn. Randall Horn, how you doing? Oh, good to meet you. Yeah, yeah. Randall Horn. Uh, we have a break room. It's nothing like the one on five. No. It's a five... It's bigger, yeah, and you, you can just, run your credit card. Exactly. This, you have to download an app location on your iPhone or Android device. You ever heard anybody cry that much before? Like, i got to download an app to get a soda, which it makes, I mean... Well, the internet down here is not that great yet, so... What are you talking about? I'm flowing over here. Well, I have T-Mobile. He told... Oh, on your phone. Oh, well, but then that's internet. You yeah, just attached to the internet. I know. I thought there was All no right. crying in Country Kitchen. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Randall Horn, thanks for joining. Randall just popped in. He comes out, uh, he's standing in my, uh, my window of my office here, just looking at me. 
shaking his head. I was missing a little. You were? Pull that mic just a little bit closer to you, brother. <laughs> I was missing you a little. And uh, Randall and I worked on, together cute. for a long time. And, and he goes, he comes in and he goes, what you doing? <laughs> and uh, I go, I'm, I'm producing the podcast episode that's going out today that is yeah. actually last week. Yeah. Right. Uh, June. So you're a week delayed in events is what I'm hearing? Yeah. It's today's June 18th. So pod, or today's June 18th, a podcast with Beth Ring and uh, Reza and all them came out today. And I'm, I'm actually producing it right now. And you came in. This one's going to go out on June 25th, nice. even though it's June 18th. So you're talking you're to people. Delayed. Yeah, you're talking to yourself in the future. I've always wanted to do that. Have Thank that? you for checking that off the to-dos. Why couldn't you just? Why couldn't you answer that with perfect? <laughs> that would have been too easy. <laughs> so Randall Horn, um, what is you, what's on your business cards here, man? Um, Besides your phone number, your email address, and all that good stuff. Senior director of sales operations. Senior director of sales operations. You're a sales guy. You've been a sales guy for a long time. We worked together at Vin Solutions. You're in sales there. You ran some teams um, at at Vin. Uh, and then uh, Motofuse. You were at Motofuse before I came on. Yes. And um, you and I were the only two product consultants, I guess you would say. And then we brought uh, uh, the Vipe on. Well, and we had the the triple OG Kindle Billman was also going triple out o- and doing. Triple, triple, double OG, triple, triple OG. OG. Yeah. Oh, yes. So Kindle was going out and doing product consulting and doing sales. And, and yes, so then we also came in to, to join the crew. Rendell was known as when he does. You know what a product consultant is? Yes, with that they, job, they consult products. They're the ones that do the they, pitch online to dealers. Yeah, right. Uh, Lucas Bickler's that team, all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, Randall and I were the ones besides uh, Kindle, and I think uh, Allison was doing a little bit then too, outside kind of sales. There was only a few of us at Motofuse at the time. Yes, and Randall was known as the grinder. Oh, at least I yes. called him the grinder. Because we would do a demo, we get on demo at the same time. I'd be done in about a half an hour, and Grandal, Randall's grinding them two hours later. He will he will demo you until you're just like, dude, just sell it. I'll buy it. What, I, I don't, I don't e- get, let's do this. I don't even care the price. Yeah. Get me off this phone. I like, I like to refer to it as I believe in what I'm selling. So yeah. I, I'm very passionate, and I also don't quit until you see my point of view. How much of that is? The philosophy of when you're talking to a dealer on the phone and you were doing a pitch, right? And the dealer's like, okay, I appreciate that. Send me some information that you say to yourself, okay, obviously. And you say to the dealer, obviously, I didn't pitch this well enough because if you're not buying it right now, I haven't done my job. 100%. Yeah. It's just not, they aren't listening. That's it. And they're not hearing enough. It's also that level, like, right? Like, sometimes it's that level of expectation. You may think that you're sold. But you may also only have the expectation I'm going to ask you for ten dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I quit and then all of a sudden I present you a bill for more, well, I hopefully have that value established. Right. So it's also being smart enough to realize even though they're telling me yes right now, if I say yes right now, they're saying yes with ten dollars in their mind, right? A hundred dollars or five hundred dollars. When do you throw them on the ceiling? What part of the pitch? Um, once I'm done. So yeah. once I decide that I've established enough value and. Four and a half hours later. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it depends. The grinding them down. Um, you taught me uh, the old saying, hey, listen, if the, you know, pitching them, if this was five bucks, would you buy it today? And if they answer yes, then you say, okay, well, there's value. I'm seeing there's value in it. Let's You're telling your- me you want it. Yeah. You mm-hmm. want it. You'd pay five bucks for it, but we don't sell it for five. So let's see what we can do. <laughs> now we get to start negotiating. <laughs> so you went on from, so we were at Motifuse and um, as a sales director, sales VP of sales uh, at Motifuse. 
Uh, we get we merge into Auto Alert. You stay with the sales team for a while, and then you take on an, an, an incredible task of moving to operations. They needed your expertise in operations. So it's trying to merge companies also together and understanding because you're at, like the two departments and the two sides are so closely aligned. Like, are we selling or are we delivering from an operation side? Right. What we've been selling on the sales side. So it was a great experience and, and still is like it still tied me in as a sales operations role. Right. That again, it's just bringing those two sides instead of being distance cousins. Now we brought them in more as brothers and sisters in the same family instead of. Can you hear me pour my totally. drink? I'm sorry. I'm so I'm being distracted. <laughs> Randall, I'm so Put sorry. the bourbon down, Joey. You want one too? I've already given Drew one. Do you want a, do you want a diet soda as we I get back good, into this? Thank you. So similarities between operations and sales, but at the same time, it's also the chicken and the egg, right? Yes. It's the constant um, argument of uh, what's more important, sales or operations. And it's being able to understand like today and dealers wants needs keeping a finger on the pulse yeah um of understanding what the value is truly for dealers today and what the value props that we're bringing and are we bringing the right message or are we talking about things that don't really matter in the big scheme of things and then you in that role you uh built a save team it'd been kind of there before but you, you re, redefine the save team and uh, drew you want to take a, a crack at what the save team the save team, they when people are like, nope, 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 you send them to the save team because they're the extra gusto that'll bring the ship into shore. I, um, I just said a lot of things. It didn't. That was a very poetic sense. way. But yeah, kind of it wasn't even close. But he's thinking on a sales time. <laughs> See, think of an operations side of things. You know the difference between sales and operations? Uh, I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say no. <laughs> so, Randall, you want to uh, educate Drew? Um, we could kind of classify it as as. These are customers that also are decided to leave us. Mm-hmm. They bought the product. They've, yeah. They are current okay. customers that are currently leaving us or decided that they want to tell us they're canceling or leaving us. So you change their mind in, in the save department. We try, to, we try to go through and show them the value and reestablish mm-hmm. that, hey, don't forget why you bought us in the first place. Right. And look at the things that you've gotten, like all the things you may have forgotten about or right. didn't even know that we did. Because you just kind of get used to the greatness, and then you forget that the product is what's causing these things to happen. It's kind of that reconciliation divorce counseling. <laughs> yeah. They said they wanted to divorce us, and we're going, hold up, let's talk about this for a minute. Yeah. And, and we've got maybe hmm, 30 seconds to kind of build that value and kind of get them reconnected, and, and don't forget why you bought us in the first place. Yeah. Because uh, tell me if I'm wrong here, but the majority of uh, dealers that have, you know, uh, canceled auto alert is because it just wasn't being utilized in the dealership usage is one of the biggest things that we struggle with is getting in in that's been a lot of our products that have came out and a lot of the direction of our company is trying to get a wider grasp or more users mm-hmm. or, or a bigger footprint inside of the dealerships today than just the old auto alert single user making calls in the back corner right the thing about it like this drew is that mm-hmm. if you subscribe to like netflix and amazon prime and hulu and all those good things mm-hmm. and you forgot that you subscribed to hulu and you're going through and you're kind of looking at your records like months later and you realize you haven't even logged into hulu for like six months yeah because <laughs> which you did not too long ago just today was it today too I just logged into Hulu. I was watching the first 48 while I was uh, <laughs> uh, producing the, the podcast. And you realize you haven't used it for so long. Am I on the same path here? Yeah. Because the reason you're not using very long is because you bought it because you had somebody at your house that wanted to watch a certain program or maybe uh, an ex that yeah. moved out later. It's Randall's 
I would say that we built this save team, correct me once again if I'm wrong, is to say, well, why are you canceling this? Um, why, why don't you start watching it? It's got, this is why it's better than Netflix. This is, I mean. Absolutely. And thinking of it as the whole company, if you're the only watching Hulu as a whole company, we may not even realize how much you enjoy it because you're the only one watching it. Right. So it's sometimes with that single user, an entire store hasn't been exposed or hasn't seen the whole value of what Autolert brings today. Yeah. So it's easier to also go through and say we're canceling because, well, Joey's the only one using it instead of the entire dealership. Right. And how do you how do you overcome that? Um, a lot of times it's trying to just get to a higher level decision maker. It's trying to get to the dealer principals, the GMs, and just remind them how much good that user can be doing or or the shiny, whether it's additional gross profits, whether it's better customer experiences, whether it's additional sales, whether it's better just customer experience. Mm-hmm. We're showing them the shiny of making more money and, and being more profitable mm-hmm. with what they're doing today. Very similar if you're getting dumped by a girlfriend mm. and you come back with, but wait, I'm really good at cooking. Yeah. Right? You forgot about all this stuff, right? You just And it's, got it's not just accepting. A lot of times in those breakups, they always try the, <laughs> it's not you, it's me. Yeah. Well, there is something that I did, obviously, or else you wouldn't be going somewhere exactly. else. Exactly. You, so you haven't been broke up with in a long time. It's You've been the married joy for a of while. being married. Absolutely. I, was at, I went to Randall's wedding. Uh, did I go to your wedding or reception? reception? I don't think I was. I wasn't invited to the wedding. The wedding was in Florida. Yeah. Wasn't. Nobody wants to be invited to a wedding. You dodged a bullet there. That's Receptions why I just had the party can, when we came back. Yeah. Receptions can be great. Weddings, snooze. Randall does the way that if I ever get married, I'm doing the same thing. Find out which one of my friends actually uh, will save money and actually go to a destination wedding. You got married in Destin? Um, Fort Myers. Fort Myers. So Sanibel Island. Fort yeah. Myers. Overlooking huh. the island. That's a great way to skirt, like having to invite the family and stuff. Because it's like, hey, if you can, if you get your ticket, you're invited. But oh, I'm sorry, you know. It was actually reverse because then it wound up taking the family. So then I had to buy a lot more tickets yeah. and more condos. Uh, Randall's a pushover <laughs> when it comes to family. He's a big family guy um, right. because uh, you have you have kids that aren't really your blood kids, but For, yeah, you have your. First, when I first met Randall, I also met uh, a guy named Jojo. And mm-hmm. uh, we were at Vin Solutions. And Jojo was like the, he was kind of the gopher for the, the sales team, right? True. And how was your, what was your relationship with Jojo? Um, Jojo was my previous wife's son, so oldest of four. So it was also one of my stepsons. Mm-hmm. But it was also great watching Jojo like develop and, and kind of help mentor him or being a father's figure to him. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't leave when the divorce happened. No, once we actually divorced, he stayed with me throughout his senior year, yeah. and then we also helped get him on a path in the military. So That's awesome. Now, were you with Cass at this time? Um, we, I met Cass and started dating my present wife while JoJo was still in his ju- transferring into his senior Wait, year. You met Cass and you started dating Cass yes. while JoJo was in school? Yes. Junior. Okay, I thought you went back. I got confused there. Like you started dating his ex-wife. I, I, no. The, the, the romance of Randall Horn is um, is quite a book if you ever read it. So you meet Cass, who, who by the way. Not Cass, a bestseller, though. Really well written. Not a bestseller. New York Times bestseller. Oh, is it? Yeah. I guess I need to read a different paper. <laughs> Cass is a wonderful person, and thanks for uh, uh, inviting all. It was a lot of Vin people that were at the, uh, the, the party. Um, but you guys get married, and she's got a son, mm-hmm. uh, Austin. Yes. And then how old was Austin when you guys got married? Um, he would have been 13 when we got married, 12 when we were dating. Okay, so quite young. Same mm-hmm. age I was when my stepdad came into my life. And 
Austin now is 21, 22? Just turned 21. 21. He's a, uh, he's a, he wants to be a musician. Uh, he wants to be, he's got a song uh, that we can't play on the podcast because it's a little bit. Uh, he just did another one now, Dojo, but he's also got a sign me. He's got probably eight records. He's putting together a mini album. It's out on um, iTunes. Awesome. He's so. doing better than Killer City. Yeah, that's true. That's we have Drew's <laughs> band. Two true. monthly listeners and one of them is my daughter. So. I, was, I don't know who the other person is. They're a saint. Sorry. Yeah. It's me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, it's not actually me. I turned my grandmother on to your music, yeah. and she listens monthly. I was kind of surprised. He did a, a neat YouTube video for his video, Sign Me. Yeah. That, the song's called Sign Me, Drew. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 it's all about his song to get signed. Recognition. Get signed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But so, it's kind of cool because he went down to Jacksonville, Florida all on his own. Mm-hmm. Had no budget. Didn't have any connections. No, Didn't know anybody down there? Knew no one. And check out his video. Like he's got, he's through networking, and like Austin also has done business to business or door to door sales. Yeah. So also being proud of him, he got out of his shell. And did by, you push him into that? No, he actually you didn't just push watched him it and did it. Like, D to D. No, and it was kind of interesting because of him being out of his shell and being comfortable, like getting out of it and going to network. His video is pretty amazing. Like, look at the cars that he's got in his video. He met up with a lady that drives for Ferrari professionally. Yeah. So he's inside of a gated community driving Ferraris. Wow. That a lady that drives for Ferraris let him drive. Like, he's got um, Lamborghinis. I wonder if he was influenced at all by Little Dicky. You see the video with Little Dicky that uh, uh, he's, he's a Jewish rapper. And uh, to make his big video, you know, like the big mansion and, and, the, fa- and the fancy cars, mm-hmm. they show the behind. He goes up to like random houses and like, hey, listen, I don't have any budget. I don't want to spend any money, but I, we want to shoot in your yeah. backyard. You got to watch a little dicky. Yeah, I've never heard of that. It sounds cool, it's though. Some kind of the of same he, kind of thing. Yeah, kind of he just he used he started, his resources. He started calling the Uber, and the Uber was a Mercedes that picked him up from yeah. the airport. And so he's like, hey, it'd be super cool if I could get your car in a video. So he started there and then met up with a lawyer that, that had a Porsche that he wound up getting yeah. in his video got into his house like made friends networked and and it was really i was proud of him putting this thing together of what he did of going out of a shell and really pushing himself with who filmed it um he's got a pr- producer friend that he also went out and trapped the buddy with just a buddy of his yep you say producer friend it's a guy who shoots video randall yeah it's like it's like calling drew your producer friend <laughs> well i mean and calling me your producer friend <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's all yeah. about making it sound fancy absolutely oh, yeah. that's what you do well that's i'm proud of him I'm proud that he's doing that is yeah. he still at home or do you go to school or what's going on um he's been out with his he's got another or a girlfriend now that they've been together for a little while so they've been living together so yeah you approve um. Yeah, I approve. Well, that was a big pause a there, Drew. Well, you it, know, it's always scary at a twenty-one. Like you're always cautious for your kids, right? Like, yeah, that's grandpa. So, you're getting into grandpa age. Oh, it's. But I've also still got a one and a half and a three and a half. Yeah, we're getting into that next. So it's it's Something's having them that you always want to do the best. Like this thing with having kids, you always want them to not make the same mistakes you've done, or or yeah. kind of keep them out of those cautious areas, right? Like, got to find a way to talk them into not making permanent decisions at age twenty-one. Yes, and yeah. unfortunately, he likes to jump in full throttle. Yeah. So it's the biggest permanent decision that a group of guys made under the age of twenty-one, around the age of twenty-one, that bothers me to this day is Avenge Sevenfold. <laughs> I went. I went and saw that that band. Remember that band with Bat Country? Unfortunately, you're a big I, I fan, right? I know, but but I do remember that band. And whoa, I, whoa. this was also the moment that I knew that I was becoming an old man. This has been wow. this has been years ago. This is back when I was in radio, and we go to the show, and I'm and I'm watching the show, and I'm thinking to myself, these guys on stage got to be like 22 years old, right? At the time, 
but they all have full sleeve tattoos. Oh, yeah. Full sleeve yeah. tattoos. Like, there's no room on their arms or anything for them to decide to get anything more yeah. when they turn 30. And I remember this is like, oh, my God, I'm an old man. I'm like, those those guys, bad decisions this yes. early in life. I always say tattoos are terrible. Like, like don't – there. it's a terrible decision. I'm covered in tattoos. <laughs> But it's like, and and because most people don't really have a very good artistic eye, like I wouldn't trust them to hang curtains in my living room. But they are permanent. I wouldn't. Putting I wouldn't. Art I wouldn't have forever. Who's let, they? Tattoo uh, artists. You know they. Just we, no, not tattoo artists, but just the population in general. Like you don't they. If they had to pick out a shirt to wear the rest of their life, it probably wouldn't be a very cool shirt. <clears throat> but nope. they're marking their body with something. Especially 10 years forever. ago. Yeah. You have any tattoos? You got the, the horns on your body? No, no tattoos? No, I've always resisted for You didn't get things. any when you were in prison? I did not. Oh, I, that's strange. I resisted and fought people away. I was like, get <laughs> that made, tape player back. I probably, do not need a cassette. But probably. You gave, you gave tattoos for. People thought he was tougher because he was, didn't have any tattoos. Yeah. I started at 18. I do have a lot of tattoos, but I started at 18 and did one by one by one. I've got friends that, yeah. Yeah, I'm like like, you. I just got these random. Just one day went and got a whole sleeve. Um, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Completely drew to We just silenced Joey Little. (laughs) No, you did, personally. I know what I was going to say. We're moving on to. So I believe when I talked about myself knowing that I hit this wall that I'm getting old. Since I've known Randall Horn. He's he's I've always just sensed that grandpa DNA that he's got inside him, right? You know, yeah. it's, some people are destined to be pilots, some people are destined <laughs> to be like musicians. Randall is destined to be a dad or a grandpa, right? And he didn't have any of his own children because I believe we're about the same age. I yes. graduated ninety three. Yep. And I haven't had any children. But yeah. Randall wanted children. Mm-hmm. And especially when you met Cass, who's wonderful, they gotta have some kids. And I know you guys at first it was uh it was an uphill climb. Yes, so it took a while, like, and then it, yes, then all of a sudden you know, we found out we were, that she was pregnant with our daughter, Andy. Andy, who's how old now? Um, Andy's three and a half, so it was kind of, um, it was going through, like, finding out she was pregnant, and then also, like, uphill, downhill battles, like, cause you're yeah, I remember. Worried as we're a little bit older, Um but as you're an it's old going man, through, you're an old man. She's young. But I also look at it like whenever I was born, like I was the youngest of four. But whenever I was born, my dad was also 40. Oh, I see. So mm-hmm. it was kind of eight years between me and a sibling. So it's also kind of been in the way of growing up. Yeah. Well, what's the age difference when you and the oldest sibling? Um, 12 years. Yes, my sister and I have 14 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's like you're a, getting ready to just be done with it, and it's like, oh, surprise. man, start over. <laughs> my dad's like, got to get the checkbook out again for child support payments for the next. <laughs> I just finished up this one. Yeah. Now do it again, you know. Um, so Andy's born. Mm-hmm. Andy's healthy. Uh, Andy is uh, – give me give, – give me, what, what, what brightens your eyes about with Andy? Like what are some of the things she does or that, you know – a, it's a couple of things. Like, we also named her, like, so my mother was left the world early. Like, she was also a victim of Alzheimer's. Ooh. So she got Alzheimer's at mm, probably 60, in her early 60s. 62. But like you said, they were they were older when they had yes. you. Okay. So even getting Alzheimer's, like, watching her develop and, and Alzheimer's is such an ugly disease. But it's, it's watching her pass before her time due mm-hmm. to an ugly disease. Mm. But that's also where we also named Andy. So it's Andrea Lee Horn also named as my mother was. Yeah. So it's a lot of also just watching her from my daughter being a representative of my mom, naming her after for naming. Like, then it's also watching her. She is such a kind 
sweet little soul. Like, Andy? Yes. Like, she can do something that's bad, and then all of a sudden, like, it is so hard to punish her or spank <laughs> her or give her discipline, even though you have to. Like, just because it's, like, she immediately turns to, I'm so sorry. Like, she is yeah. the sweetest, kindest little soul. Sure, she's not playing you. Oh, I wonder, because Cass before has caught her, like, in the mirror practicing her yeah. crying sad faces. Oh, I, I, yeah. don't, I don't think your daughter is a sociopath, but uh, I'm just saying you may want to get her tested. Oh. Um, has she ever hung out with, have you ever got her together with Blakely? Um She's got introduced, but they were. Which, really by the way, is Kelly, Kelly, uh, the executive mm-hmm. assistant's uh, granddaughter. Sorry. So she's met Blakely, but they haven't really hung out that much yet. No, I see. There's not a lot of hanging out going. Those are called play dates. Yeah. True. So then, uh, in the last uh, recent past, you, uh, you, you guys have RJ. Yep. So RJ is Randall Lee Horn Jr. So taking him, my little junior. He is a. He's been a a little ball of fire. Like it's been. It was a lot of ups and downs. Like we also watching him be born whenever he was getting born. We pulled that a little bit closer. I'm sorry. The doctor found him to have hydrocephalus. So it's basically it's basically the fluid or the water on your brain doesn't drain right. So it builds up water pressure basically, mm. and then it can cause issues. Or your brain won't develop or different things. So RJ also had to go through a series of about five brain surgeries in his first year mm. wow. of trying to reduce stints shunts different things hopefully this wasn't during the motifuse days because our health insurance wasn't that great oh it was no it's <laughs> okay. it was during the auto alert okay times. good because they had really good health i remember <laughs> that was one of the perks it is the difference of going from a startup to an established company oh yeah seen. So that, same thing when we went from vin to also being part of cox or yeah bigger totally changed <laughs> so i'm glad that that happened and, and you were able to to use that <laughs> But it's been a blessing since, like, as it's been a very stressful time watching him develop and grow. Like, you keep watching for signs, but now it's amazing watching him at a year and a half running around. He's saying sentences. He's completely, he's coherent and interactive. So yeah. it's. Are you going to teach him door to door sales? Oh, I think he's already, like, going to learn himself. You think so? How do you think he's going to do with the Kirby vacuums? Uh, I think he would fly kill it because I can't tell him no. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's also amazing because every day, like his fascination right now is is we've got one of the side by sides of Players General. Oh, what side by side? Players General, like a side by side off road, like a race. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So every morning, whenever he wakes up, like the first words out of his mouth is General. Oh really? Last things before he's going to bed, or as soon as I walk <laughs> in the door, Daddy General, like. He wants to go for a ride constantly being off-road and going off on the roads. It could be worse. Uh, The first word and last word he says every day could be perfect. That's coming. It's practice. You think it is? Where'd you pick that up? So you know this, right? You know this about Randall Horn? No. Randall Horn is known for his uh, catchphrases. Okay. He is just known for his catchphrases. He's also, I can't physically, nobody's going to be able to see me do this except for you, Drew. But he's Uh also known, if he gets really relaxed in his chair in his office and he's talking to you, he'll he'll hook his hands almost like the Wu-Tang Clan backwards (laughs) and lay them on his chest and lean back. You're like perfect, perfect. <laughs> he just—it's—it's it's no, there's nothing bad. It's just that Randall has these like isms. He's, he's a sitcom him. star, yeah. And one of them is perfect. Yeah. Instead of saying okay or you know, um, hey, do you understand? They say yes. He says perfect, and it's the way he says it too. It's yeah. never perfect. It's how is it? Perfect. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. And it's just you—you you could listen to his demos back at Motifuse because it was so small there, and you could just hear the perfects coming out. <laughs> Like you see, you see, Mister Dealer, how we're going to save you money at the auction because of this, this, and this. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> nice. So it's kind of always catching up. Like it's making sure they're engaged. Or... Well, and that's very inform, like uh, you know, encouraging too. You're doing perfect. You are repeating this back to me, and yes, yes. perfect. 
Yes. You know it. It's catchy. See? Yeah. Uh, another one that Randall does, uh, which this is the, the first thing that kind of pushed me towards thinking that he had dad and grandpa DNA, mm-hmm. which I'm going to explain just a little bit more with this, is, you know how grandpas like to tease you know, mm-hmm. they just like to tease their grandkids, but, oh, yeah. you know, in a nice kind of fun way. One way one way that Randall does that to other grown-ass men like myself is he just walks up to me and goes, what did you do? <laughs> it's amazing the confessions that you get out of people automatically. Like, I'm how many people there, have guilty conscience? Right, I'm just sitting there right? getting just some water out of the water cooler, and I just hear this. What did you do? I'm going to start, yeah. <laughs> and then it just falls out. You would not believe that I did blah. I'm sorry, I took your stuff. Like, <laughs> like what? I didn't mean to. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, it's usually, I think that's how he, he caps. He, 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 do you do it to your kids? Absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say, that can't just be used on grown ass men. It's got to be used on the kids. Absolutely. Yeah. You should try that. Just try it. You know did I mean? you first do that on your kids, or did you first start with the grown? Oh, it was grown. Man. It was grown because <laughs> it was managing teams. So yeah. going yeah. through and managing and training salespeople for over 20 years now like it's the same thing my dad did to me this psychological warfare is that he would say i know what you did and when i get home i'm gonna i'm mm-hmm. gonna ba 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 and hope that i would confess and be like dad i didn't mean to steal the van <laughs> right. just, and he's yeah. like oh because he didn't, didn't you know didn't do it. yeah <laughs> but thanks now many years later and lots of therapy i'm, I'm getting more trusting uh, towards people uh randall another thing about randall horn that uh, i know a lot about this guy i've been working with him forever is that he's a toy guy he's uh if you think about Motor sports, motor yeah. toys. Oh, yeah. This guy uh, constantly going. Uh, tell, tell Drew a little bit about the dunes, uh, what your family does. It's a lot of fun. We go to we go to Winoka, Oklahoma is our closest dunes here. There's about 1,600 acres. Is that near where you're from? Dunes. I grew up in Bixby, Oklahoma, which is just south of Tulsa. So a little ways away. Okay. But close to Alva, so it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. So there's 1,600 acres of sand. Like there is... Mm, probably as tall as this building sometimes, like sand dunes. Where did the sand come from? I is it's it natural the like ocean, Drew. Like, well, but is it like a man made lake? Like there are no natural <laughs> lakes around here. Like is it a man made sand dune? man? No, it's I it's not sand it's not man made, but it's it's, it's not like the Sahara, lake. right? It's not like those pictures you see of the Sahara. They call it Little Sahara. So okay, it's, sand. Sand just comes from sand. Just is comes the from... sand red? Because there's so much. Like, there is red some dirt. of the red. Like yeah. it's got a red tint. To I feel it, like we're right? getting in the weeds on the wrong questions here. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> but it is an adrenaline rush. I mean, you see everything from the sand buggies, sand rails. So it's it's going out to ride sand. Like all of a sudden, you'll see a sand dune as tall as our eight-story building. Mm. That suddenly also every night the wind and variations of the weather can also change your riding environments. Wow. So it's kind of like where you could ride up a a dune that kind of has a little bit of a slope to it. Tomorrow it could arch back that you're actually going kind of a little bit backwards. Wow. Going over the top of it. And it's it's also a bit of adrenaline rush because, I mean, think about climbing up a building and you're going fast enough to make it up and over the building and you have no idea what's on the other side. Right. So it is kind of a little bit of an adrenal rush being a leader of a pack. Right. Then you're popping over a hill and there could be a big Jeep or a big sand rail or another four wheeler or razor or something coming at you. You have kids now, Randall. Yeah. So that's why I lead. Okay. Will you lead? Yeah. Because then I can. Because then they get the life insurance. What kind of life insurance do you have? Stop on top of the hill. Oh, because we have auto alert. Oh, you (laughs) stop up there. Okay. I'm picturing you sit up there. Yeah. Flying over the the hill. So I'll stop so that way I can, hey, there's people coming. So then I can signal back and go, hey, it's safe. Come on up. So you got the the four wheelers? Yes. So we've got four wheelers. I think I've got mm, six four wheelers right now. We've got the general. 
What's the general again? Um, it's basically like a razor, but it's also got utility features to it. So it'll, to me, it's kind of best of both. So it's a thousand cc side by side four seater that'll do seventy. <laughs> a miles dune an hour. buggy. Well, he said razor, and I'm picturing like the little little scooter, like the you <laughs> oh, know, yeah. the, like little kids ride. That's like a, a dune buggy. But all of a sudden, it's kind a thousand. Of. For CCs. the layman's listening to this, Randall, a thousand cc's side by side is hefty. Um, it's razor. An, it's a minute. It's a. You're gonna show me a picture. Vehicle. Nobody listening it's is gonna be able to see. It's a miniature rocket. There's like some people know what you're talking about. Other people are just like, uh, uh, what? So it's an off-road utility vehicle. It's a dune buggy. Basically, you take it to the dunes. And I use it around <laughs> the yard. I push snow with it in the but winter. But do you take it to the dunes? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's a dune buggy. Do you take it to the dunes? <laughs> absolutely. See, I even oh. put it. Okay, so it basically it looks like a if a Jeep had a baby with a dune buggy Volkswagen. <laughs> like that's basically it's 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 a Jeep Volkswagen. And Turn it this way. Cass was oh, laughing sideways. at me. Cass was laughing at me the other day because I just put a, a three inch lift kit on it, bigger tires. It's a, oh, yeah. that's a that's a family that's vehicle a, dune buggy. Yeah, that's yeah. why I got it. So I can take the kids off roading and there's car seats. So daddy can take the kids to do dangerous things. Instead of side by side, thousand horsepower. Yeah, I see it now. Well, you know, it's technical talk. Do you have any uh, motor scooters? Um, I've got a mini motorcycle. Technical talk. We also ride motorcycles. So I got cast one of the little Baja little little hogs. So not quite this motorized scooter. Andy has one that she still has to use her foot with. But so yeah, we've got the gas powered mini motorcycles. I was looking into getting an electric bike because I still want to like bike and make it seem like I'm healthy, but I really just want to push the, the battery so I can just, you know. He wants True. an electric bike, but he won't download a, an app to get a soda from downstairs. <laughs> I, like, I, that's too much work, but be, the electric bike... He's before all I got the call, I had I was in on oh, the you were app getting, store. I, I was get getting ready too. to. Yeah, yeah. I need Ooh. to. Instead it's, of stealing, you It does amaze me. Out where I live, too, like, with bicyclists, I've thought about the same thing. So I've got a normal bicycle for now, but, like, out where we live, there hmm. are packs, like... I swear, every person that rides a bicycle in Kansas City rides past my house. Oh, really? Oh, on Saturday mornings, you're like out doing yard work, and you're like hearing just voices and conversations, and then all of a sudden you'll see a pack of 30 bicycles. <laughs> Do they blow through the stop sign there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, and you'll just see them stop. And, you need and to get some... I highly dislike that. It's crazy, because there's no shoulder on my road. There's yeah. no sidewalk on my road like yeah. i'm i'm outside of city limits in the country yeah you yeah. need to get some carpet tax strip and put it down in that intersection when they're blowing through that stop sign because that drives me nuts yeah <laughs> i live yeah. in river market so the same packs come through oh, river market yeah. but it's mm-hmm. more condensed and they blow right through a stop yep. sign I don't even look for that. anything yeah same with like motorcycles on the highway like look twice save a life mm-hmm. yes but also quit doing willies Loud and quit driving in between two different cars. types. There's two different types of motorcyclists. Well, yeah. There's the Randall Horn type, <laughs> well, which is yeah, the... I would be the... And then I there's would the be idiots. The, I'd be the, the Harley, but I wouldn't be the, the crotch rocket, but... True. But yeah, look twice, save a life, but don't Absolutely. do a wheelie on Main Street either, well, please. We are uh, running out of time, and I still got to get the episode up for the... Yeah, today, which is in the future, would be last Yesterday. week's. Nice. Right? But there's always something we do, and we have somebody come join us on the podcast, uh, just wandering around down here if we talk to them, which is rapid-fire uh, one-word answer trivia, right? Or, Perfect. Uh, about you, right? Yes. And these don't necessarily have to be one word to say that, but it's just going to be quick questions. You're just going to give us what's off the top of your head about answering the question. I do have to tell you, since this is a company and a corporation, if I ask you anything that's personal that you do not want to answer, you're more than welcome to say, I don't want to answer that. And feel free to make something up. Perfect. Or just say you don't want to answer that. So these are very simple. They're very easy. They're not nothing getting too deep, right? Um, Let's see here. You ready to go? Perfect. (laughs) 
Perfect. <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> Randall, when it comes to uh, communication, do you prefer texting or actually talking on the phone? Talking on the phone. Talking. Favorite day of the week, Randall, and why? It's Saturday. It's Daddy Day. Da- what is Daddy Day? Cass, we own a hair salon, so yeah. oh, I forgot eight five six hair, eight five eight, eight five eight hair. That's why that, I never get an appointment. I'm down the, the wrong phone number. number, Joey. Is that it's the close? phone number? Is no, that close it's by? Platt City. City. It's up oh, by the airport. I need to get a tram. Yeah, I need my it's my worth the drive. My barber's gone too. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely worth the drive. I would say that is a long drive, but I get to hang out with the kids on Saturdays. That's cool. Favorite U.S. city besides the one you live in? Um, Fort Myers. Fort Myers, Florida. Yes. What's behind that? Because the Red Sox play uh, spring ball there? No, it's more also like from going there, it's where we got married. Yeah. So it's just beautiful weather. It's because Duncan lives there? Absolutely. Scary. Oh, it's scary. Inside and joke. Of donuts? <laughs> Duncan no. of donuts? Duncan of formerly Haystack Digital Marketing. Used to be scary and more. Uh, did oh. you have a nickname that your parents used to call you as a kid? Tigger. Really? Oh, that's cute. My brother was Tiger. I was the little kid, so. Huh. Tigger. Like the poo animal? Oh, I, I bounced everywhere I went. Huh, BD. Uh, what's the last song you downloaded? Um, last song I downloaded was Sign Me by Austin. Oh, your stepson. And it's O-S-T-N. Uh, would, you rather be, would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? I'd go every language in the world. Yeah, you're going to go with that one? Yeah. Favorite holiday? Christmas. Of course. You're, you got grandpa DNA, dude. Yeah. That's every grandpa's it's favorite giving. holiday. It's giving. Let me, let, me, let me guess. Sitting in a comfortable chair, your family around you, fireplace kind of crackling a little bit, thoughts in your head that you're going to get out in the dunes later on in the day, but right now you got your slippers on, drink a little coffee or whatever the horn drinks out of his uh, <laughs> Texas Longhorns mug that he's got. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it's comfortable just looking there and smiling. That's and going out to plow, like, yeah. Plow some snow. He probably, yeah. you get excited plowing snow with it's all fun. your toys. Like, it's fun, yes. You do it with the I dude I do the buggy. neighborhood. So I do grandma's house, great grandma's house, oh, our right. house. They all live there around you? Yes. Like a cult? Yes. That's cool. You guys put a, should Babysitters put a- Babysitters are close. Like Put a fence around all of you guys. We're at least a mile and a half apart, so it's mm. like not right on top of each other, so we can't see like, oh, what'd you have for breakfast? You but can walk, you- I could yeah. walk there if I had to. That's, what were we going to say, Drew? Oh, I was just gonna say that life sounds perfect. <laughs> it's you see how it's perfect. catchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, fill in the blank. Taylor Swift is Swift. <laughs> in invisibility or super strength? Super strength. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, how good are you at keeping secrets? Twelve. Oh, you're you're a gatekeeper, huh? All right then. Uh, if you could travel back in time, what period would you go to? Hmm. I think I would actually go. I'd go back to the twenties, the nineteen twenties oh, or eighteen twenties yeah. or seventeen twenties. The the five twenties. Yes. <laughs> BC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the nineteen twenties. Yes. So you get bootleg or what's going on? Yeah, I think it would just be an interesting time of watching bootleg, television, yeah. moonshining would be fun. Cut yeah. your hand on a nail and died like a couple hours later. That's where There's it made me go that. backwards, not forward to see oh, yeah, where, yeah. where the next hundred years go. Um, uh, a place you want to travel the most right now? Um, we have a trip coming up back out to LA or San Diego. San Diego. What's yep. out there? Just go see. Oh, no. I'm trying to think. We're taking Austin for his 21st birthday. Oh, okay. Got you. you and I brought this up before. Uh, if you're a fan of um, Top Gun. Yeah. You remember this story? 
mm. the the scenes where they filmed the uh, you never close your eyes when you when they're singing yes. to the girl that was filmed at a place in San Diego uh, called Kansas City Barbecue. I've been there. It's down on you the board. It's on the pier. There's a, it's at the end of the pier. There's a license plate that has a Shawnee County from Kansas where I'm your from. Your old license plate? Was it yours? It wasn't mine, no. But was I, it a little family member? I don't even think I was driving when Tom, Tom – you know, we didn't get license Hopefully plates. Hopefully not. So. No, I don't think so. This don't was know. one of those little ones for your, that come your bicycle. When that come out? 1921? I'm going to say 85, yeah. 80. Uh, just a few more. What was your favorite child, childhood TV show? Um, the Fall Guy. Oh, okay. I brought up the Fall Guy a while back, and Joey was like, "Nobody knows the Fall Guy." That no, I didn't say that. I said, I'm not I said the, the kind mo- who kiss and tell. <laughs> I said the millennials don't know who he is. <laughs> yeah, the Fall Guy, that truck. It was awesome. And what was the guy that was in the Fall Guy? Lee, Lee Majors. Yeah, I learned. Uh, he was also the Million Dollar Man. Watching uh, David Letterman's got an awesome uh, Netflix. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen this at all? He interviews different people. He's interviewed Barack Obama just sitting yes. on stage. Uh, I think it's uh, this. Our next guest needs no introduction, is what it's called. Mm-hmm. And he did a bonus one with Zach Galifianakis. Oh. And and I I thought, and David Letterman thought, because they were talking about Zach's first <laughs> role in a movie, and um, David David Letterman was very surprised that Zach was in uh, Into the Wild. In the Wild is that the one where the kid goes up to Alaska? Oh. You know you know that movie I'm talking that? about. I don't remember. That. He was his boss at like uh, in South Dakota, North. Dakota. It's a great movie. You should watch it on Hulu. I don't know if it, and way to bring it back around. around. Oh. But but Zach said uh, no. Uh, that wasn't his first movie. His first movie was oh god. Uh, it was about it was him and Lee Majors, right? Um, That's can, this is. I'm sorry. This but is, is this real? I mean, because this Zach is Galifianakis. Yeah. Like, so no, this is what he says. He says um, to David Letterman, he goes, "No, my first, um, my first movie I was ever in was a movie uh, about snowboarding where with Lee Majors." And David Letterman's like, "What?" And I'm thinking the same thing. It's right. just like a joke that Zach yeah. Galifianakis. No, it's actually 2001. It's called Out Cold. A bunch of snowboarding uh, employees at an Alaskan resort try to outsmart a leisure mogul who has a major re- de- de- you know wants to develop the yeah. area. Yeah. Starring, um, <laughs> starring, uh, yeah, Lee Majors, Zach Galifianakis, Jason London. Wow. <laughs> so this movie that is crazy. You see what your phone guy brought in? Woo. You influenced a lot of lives. Who, uh, Zach Galifianakis or Lee Majors? Lee Majors. He was the million dollar man, right? Yes. Six million dollar man? I thought it was, maybe it was. Bionic six. man? I think it's a six, six million dollar man. Yeah. Six million is really not that much now. But it was. I mean, it's Inflation. a lot, but you think about it, it's not. Right. You know? I wouldn't mind six million, though. Be gone quicker than I'd you do. would be fine. And uh, last question for you, Randall Horn. Is double dipping at a party ever acceptable? As long as you turn a chip. Thank you. Turn a chip. You got to turn a chip. Is this part of the Seinfeld thing? <laughs> is that part of the punchline in Seinfeld? No, thing? no that's just no, really good advice. The, it's from, just the etiquette from like, you don't dip again the side that you bit on, but turn you, the chip around to a fresh side, and then it's acceptable. It says nothing to do with Not Seinfeld. even like turning it around, just like flipping it like horizontally. So it's not like the like, part that your mouth touched? It's the okay. other side of the chip. So it's a clean side of the chip. Okay, but then your hand was on it. Yeah, exactly. There's bacteria and germs from your mouth. Yeah, but it doesn't look as disgusting. Right. 
Yeah. I think about that all the time. Like, Your I think about making that dip. I love this. My life was cursed ever since uh, Oprah Winfrey did that. Uh, she did a special where they took uh, cotton swabs mm-hmm. or whatever to everything in like the world. Yeah. And then and came back and said, dirty. It, everything is covered in fecal matter. Yeah. Like everything. Yeah. And then Mike jo- or uh, the guy from Dirty Jobs, mm-hmm. he does a, a hotel room uh-huh. and they also go into a bathroom and you realize that. Everything within like six to eight feet of the toilet, if you're flushing it while you've gone after you've gone number one, uh-huh. covered in is getting covered in this, right? So this morning I see Sydney's glass sitting right next to her bath toilet, and I'm like, oh, I dumped it out. I set it over, you know, upside down. It's like rinse it in bleach water. Like I get like my toothbrush is getting too. I just don't know, man. Like uh, I, where does it end? I keep my toothbrush in the shower. But I but I can drop food on the floor Ooh, and you not black lighted your shower. You What's, do. You have your toothbrush in your shower. Yeah, I brush my teeth in the shower. That's smart. Yeah. I think that's really smart. But time saving. But I have this thing, like what Drew was talking about. Either it, I'm really kind of f- fearful of it and getting germs. Like coming out of a public bathroom, I don't like touching the handle coming out of a public bathroom, right? But I can drop a burger on the floor, like a, it, at the, the Vegas at the going. Vegas airport, right? Yeah. And and, and just oh, okay. It just I don't know what's going on with that. As with Grandpa DNA, are you pretty close with your your girls? You know, making sure that they're not getting all this bacteria or putting their toothbrushes too close to the old bidet. Yeah, I mean, there's there's sanitary, but there's also too much of a germaphobe, I think. Like, if you keep them unexposed from anything, they'll get sick constantly because they're not exposed to right. anything. Right? Yeah. So there's that healthy balance. I would think Grandpa would say, just ask fine, just wipe it off. Yeah, my yeah. Grandpa would say, dipping your toothbrush in the toilet, we're having another talk. Quit crying yeah. and do some push-ups. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right. There's no crying in. <laughs> no, there's not. So, Randall Horton, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Uh, I do want to tell everybody that works in the Kansas City office that Randall Horn does keep lots of treats, uh, goodies, goodies. Do you have any uh, peanut peanut butter filled pretzels in your office right now? No, I've, I've slowed down on those. So, yeah, getting more healthy. Good. Yes, that's it. Thanks for listening to the Inside Out Alert podcast. Remember, all views and opinions by anyone on the podcast are represented to themselves and do not necessarily reflect the ideas or opinions of Auto Alert. If you'd like to be a guest on the Inside Auto Alert podcast, reach out to Joey Little on Bando, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.